Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, it's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here once again, as we have a lot to talk about. The Mariners getting set to take on the Angels this weekend for what should be a very interesting four-game series, including a doubleheader coming up tomorrow. So we'll touch on that coming up. Also, the Mariners take two of three from the Yankees in pretty entertaining fashion. We'll touch on that as well. The debut of Luis Castillo, which was pretty great. We'll talk about that. We'll also hear from... Ken Rosenthal, his thoughts on Luis Castillo being a Mariner. That's pretty fun. We'll hear from Jared Kelnick coming up as well. So a full Mariners pod. Of course, the M's coming off of winning two of three against the New York Yankees in the Bronx. We had talked about it at length. We knew it was going to be a tough trip with the Astros and the Yankees just in survival mode, especially with the Julio injury, the France injury as well. Survival mode until you can get to the soft part of the schedule. And the Mariners almost threw the 13 of 20 gauntlet against the Astros and Yankees to start the second half of the season. Still one more series against the Yankees after this weekend versus the Angels. But series in New York didn't start out well. The Mariners, of course, taking one of four against the Houston Astros. The Yankees, big bats in game one of the series, beating Marco and the Mariners 7-2. to But the M's returned the favor they outslugged the Yankees in Game 2, 8-6 final, including Sam Haggerty, a big home run. Here's the pitch. Swing, corked out to left field. This is blasted back. Gone. Home run. Pinch hit style. Sam Haggerty off the bench in the Bronx has given the Mariners a stunning 7-6 lead in the seventh inning. <laughs> Where did that come from? That was a rocket show. So pretty wild ball game as the Mariners at that point had taken a game. So an even series coming into Wednesday. Beautiful pitching matchup. Castile against Garrett Cole. Although the Mariners, uh, they played serious long ball in the first inning against Cole. Here's a Eugenio Suarez. And the pitch on the way to Suarez. Here she comes. Swing and a drive deep to left field. Benintendi going back. And this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. He does it again in the top of the first inning. Hey, Eugenio Suarez jumping on Garrett Cole's first pitch. Hits a three-run home run. He had a two-run shot in last night's game at the top of the first inning. 
And very quickly, the Mariners jump out to a 3-0 lead here in the first on Eugenio Suarez's 18th home run of the season. 3-0, Mariners lead here in the first. How about that? And the Mariners weren't done. Jared Kellick, this was great to see. Bowl looks in, has the sign. Here's the pitch of the way, swinging a drive deep to right field. Going and going and goodbye baseball. Jared Kelnick with the Mariners' third home run here in the top of the first inning. His first home run since coming back from AAA Tacoma, a two-run shot. And it's now the Mariners' six and the Yankees' nothing. And the fans are still finding their seats here at the ballpark. So the Mariners put a six spot on the board on the first, the most runs Cole has ever given up in one inning, including three homers. And as it turned out, that would be plenty for the new ace for the Mariners, as Luis Castillo was excellent in the ballgame. The payoff pitch. Swing and a miss. He blows it past him at 99 miles an hour. Luis Castillo throws it off the plate, and it doesn't matter. Carpenter goes chasing after it. It's the third strikeout in as many innings for Luis Castillo in his Mariners debut in New York. Actually pitched even better than the final line. He ends up going six and two-thirds, five hits, three runs, three walks, eight strikeouts along the way. Nice debut for Castillo. Here's what he had to say to Shannon Dreyer after the ballgame. Very nice uh, debut for the Mariners. Congratulations on that. Was there any different emotions or feelings for you? Any nerves different because this was your first start for Seattle? Bueno, sí, un poquito de emoción. Tú sabes ya que un debut con un equipo nuevo, pero no me sacó de mi rutina, sino seguí enfocado y por eso tuvimos buen buen trabajo hoy. Oh yeah, you know, it was a little emotional. Obviously, it was my first game with the Mariners, but again, um, that did not distract me from my routine, and you know, we ended up getting the win. You can expect six runs before you take them out every game now. Six runs of support before you even take them out every game. Bueno, es bien que arranquemos haciendo carreras así. Ya voy al montículo con más, con más preparación, con más relajamiento mental y vamos a seguir tirando adelante. I mean, it's always good going up there with so much like a little bit of a cushion. I mean, I go up there a little bit with a, you know, more of a plan, a little bit more relaxed when I get up there. How much does it help to have a guy like J.P. Crawford playing behind you and making all those defensive plays for you? Bueno, me pone un poquito más de más confianza, sabe, al tener no nada más él, sino los otros peloteros también. Ellos saben, tienen una buena rutina y saben parar la pelota como como deben de pararla y me siento muy cómodo con ellos allá. You know, it makes me feel good because obviously it's not just JP, but all the other guys back there. It makes me feel again playing a little more relaxed, and it makes me feel good that you know looking back there, there's a couple guys that can make the plays up. You faced this Yankees team just a couple of weeks ago. Did you feel that you needed to mix things up or change things, or did you have a, a specific plan of attack there? That was... No, tú sabes ya yo voy al montículo ya a competir con con cada bateador que venga al al plato y siempre tirar mi mi picheo de calidad en la zona donde yo le haga daño y continuar haciendo trabajo bien. You know, I just go up in the mound and just see every batter that comes up there, whether um, I throw up every pitch, throw up every quality pitch that I can, and wherever I feel like it will hurt them the most, and that's, you know, usually what I throw. There was a lot of reporting before the deadline that the Yankees were interested in you. Was it ever a thought in your mind that, you know, you might end up here in the Bronx? Bueno, eh, para lo, pa lo que tenía en mente, sí, porque era un equipo que estaba muy interesado en mí, pero caímos aquí en los marineros y vamos a seguir tirando para adelante, ayudar al equipo lo más posible que podamos. You know, in my mind, yes, because they were one of the teams that was very interested in me, but I'm here with the Mariners now, and, 
you know, you just got to keep moving forward. And now I'm here to take this team as far as we can. You might not expect six runs in the first every start, but do you expect Suarez and Winker to hit a home run in every one of your starts? Claro, fabuloso. Si ellos golpean un jorrón, tratando de ayudarme y ayudar al equipo, y si ellos lo siguen haciendo, vamos a tirar para adelante. Of course, it'd be fabulous. I mean, they're doing it to help out the team. If they can do it every time I'm up there, you know, that's that's really good for us. What are you looking forward to in going to your new home ballpark? La buena fanaticada que me han dicho los compañeros que son allá, la ciudad muy bonita y a seguir continuando dándole un mejor resultado ahí en la lomita. You know, I'm expecting the beautiful fans that the players keep ta- telling me about and also the beautiful city that, you know, I've heard so much about. So, you know, just excited to be there. Santana talked about being energized going to this team, being in a playoff race. Has he felt that over the last two days, the intensity and the energy of playing in a playoff race? Sí, sí, tú sabes que eh, es un equipo que le, tengo dos días conociéndolo y, y veo la intención de, de los muchachos que estamos jugando para ganar y eso es lo que tenemos que hacer, eh, tratar de ayudar al equipo para ganar y a ver lo más lejos que podemos llegarlo. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've only been here two days, but what I can tell from these guys is they're playing to win. So, yeah, of course, um, I'm, I'm feeling that energy the same as well. Hey, Luis, when you came off in the six, we saw you give a hat tip. Who were you, who were you tipping your hat to as you walked into the dugout? Bueno, toda mi familia que estaba allá arriba, mi mamá, mi papá y mis hermanos que estaban allá arriba, sabe que ellos vienen a apoyarme. Si voy a jugar cerca de, 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 de donde yo vivo, ellos siempre vienen a apoyarme. Um, that was actually for my mom, dad, and my brothers. I mean, no matter where I play, they're usually there, and they were here there to support me. And Suarez, his former teammate, also talked to Shannon after the game. He was pretty happy to see Castillo on the hill. All right, guys, I'm down here right now with somebody who is kind of in the middle of everything today, and Eugenio Suarez, and we talk so often. It just seems like you get this offense going. When you get a hit early, when you get a home run, this offense goes. What do you look for early? I mean, I was ready, you know, early. I just want to be aggressive on Jerry Cole. I know he throw a lot of strikes, and... Uh, you know, when I saw uh, those two guys in the base, I just want to, you know, do something for my thing, Eller, because, you know, Yankees, uh, they got a really good team. And, uh, you know, getting Jerry Cole, Eller uh, uh, in the game was a big case for us today. We got a series, and uh, we got this game was nice. How big is that series? You talk about how good a team this is. They've got 70 wins. This can be a really tough play place to play what do you as a team take away from a series win i mean we came here to, to win the games you know we we fight and we know we all know that the jank is a really nice team really good team they play really well really well right now and uh but we play better than them in this series you know this is about winning and we won two or three so we go happy to come to uh we go happy to home so it's that it's not a serious here what about the guy on the hill was he like you remembered that's the guy that I remember. I was so happy for him. It, it, it was kind of like a little bit towards the first inning, but after that he made a big adjustment and, and, and he got the W, the first one with the Mariners. And uh, I'm so happy to have him here. He did a really good job. He came in, he strike it some a lot and uh, happy for him, yeah. What can he bring this team? I mean, he brings a lot of energy. I mean, he, he, he's the guy that he likes to compete and uh, you see today, he, he bring a lot of energy, and uh, now we got uh, we got one of the best pitching right now in the league. We're so lucky to have it. Can we talk about J.P. Crawford for just a second? That relay throw was tremendous. Then in the eighth inning on Donaldson, the top spin on that ball. How does he make that play? I, I, I love watch J.P. You know, he did a really good job. He's one of the best uh, shortstops. That's why he got gold glove a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, it, it, he made an outstanding play today that that, uh, that was big for us, you know, keeping the, the 
the game like that, hold the game like that. And uh, like we say, I, I love watching him play. Two out of three here in New York. How are the vibes? There's a really good vibe now. And uh, like I tell you, happy fly, go home and, and, and keep going. And finally, here's Scott's service after what was a very challenging road trip for the Mariners. Days in a row we played, uh, grinded out, you know, against a couple of the better teams in the league, and uh, couldn't be any uh, prouder of our group uh, how we showed up the last couple of days. We really swung the bats. That uh, was the key to this series. You have to put big point numbers up here in Yankee Stadium uh, to beat this club, and, and we were able to do it. So, uh, jumping on uh, Gary Cole early—that's the key. Any of the, the great pitchers in this league, you got to get them before they settled in. And you know, Gino took a, advantage of a breaking ball middle of the plate. Santana follows it up and. Uh, Good for Jared Kelnick. Uh, you know, it has been uh, quite a year. Hopefully that gets him going. I thought his at-bats today were really good. But uh, say all that offensively, and it, it would, uh, made things a little bit easier for our newest addition, Luis Castillo. I thought he was awesome. I uh, couldn't be any more excited about what he's going to bring to our ball club, the stability, uh, taking the ball every fifth day, the confidence, the stuff, uh, pitching in this environment. He just pitched against them, I don't know, 10 days, a couple weeks ago, uh, and he does not back off. It was fun to see. I, I told him yesterday, uh, talking to him, I said, your best friend on our team is going to be J.P. Crawford. And uh, when J.P. made the dive and stop of the line drive by Hicks from the mound, he looked at me in the dugout. He's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, so uh, J.P. had a great game defensively. It was really the key to the ball game tonight. Um, pitching, obviously the big home runs, but you got to run prevention. And uh, there's nobody better in my mind than J.P. Crawford. He was all over the field today. So. Nice way to wrap up this stretch of games. We'll head home, off day, look forward to the homestand and our, our fans being behind us when we get back home. You've watched him before, the stuff, but to see it up close, just the D-low was up today. He's putting the slider where he wanted. Just how nasty was it to see it up close? Really, his best pitch probably been his changeup and didn't. it wasn't as good today. You know, he really leaned on the slider uh, and command of it. Um, you know, I know he walked two or three guys, maybe should have been a little bit less based on whatever, but uh, uh, I. Awesome, awesome job by, by Luis, just kind of getting established. And I think he, he knows we've got a good club. He wants to be part of something special here going forward and should be a fun fun couple months of baseball ahead of us. You know, they've been dealing with losses of players all throughout the season, but to come in here down to your better, best offensive players, what does it say for this group? No, it says a lot about our group and, and, and grouping them up afterward and talking to them about where, where we're at, uh, kind of what we've come through and what's ahead of us, uh, I think is really important. The one thing about our club, we don't look back, we look forward. Uh, I think it's really important that our guys understand that. We lose a guy, a couple guys injury, probably two of our best offensive players. We just keep looking forward. Who's going to step up? Who's going to find a way? And, and Gino's obviously with the home runs the last couple of days. Santana's picked it up. Nobody's hotter than Adam Frazier. Winker chips in and, and Kalnick. Everybody has to do their part. Just do your job. And that's what our guys are doing. Scott, so talking to a few guys pregame, they were talking about how much that Castillo will pitch inside and dominate both sides of the plate, that he's not afraid to pitch inside. How, how important is that? When you have his kind of stuff, pumping 98 mile power sinkers and moving it back inside like that. There's a lot of guys that throw 98 in this league. It's the movement, and like you said, uh, Ryan, the ability to, to take that to both sides of the plate, so guys never get comfortable, you know. And, and there's a lot of experienced hitters over there. Josh Donaldson, I mean, I mean, he's trying to guess where he's going, and he can never kind of guess right uh, because Luis has got so many weapons, and he uses them all. You know, he doesn't just settle into patterns uh, with that great stuff. That's why he's an elite pitcher in this league.
couple of hits for JP, but you mentioned the defensive plays. Just how valuable is he to Castillo and this whole team? That's how you win games. It's pitching and defense. You know, I go back to the uh, throwing the guy out the plate in the second inning when they start to get on uh, Luis, uh, you know, the ball down in the left field corner. They try to send him. If we don't get that guy out, here comes the top of the order. Big play there, the diving stops, the pick of the, I mean, JP's all over the field today. That's JP Crawford at his finest. Fitting that Suarez and Wanker leave the yard for Castillo's first start. Well, I think uh, Castillo's going to like all of his new teammates, uh, as long as, uh, along with his former teammates. Uh, so, no, we got a good group. Uh, I think this group believes, I know they believe in each other, uh, and that's what it takes. You play this many games, deal through some, go through some adversity. Like I said, and we need an off day to kind of recharge a little bit, get home. Um, but like I said to the group, uh, what lies ahead of us in the next couple months, um, it's going to be a lot of fun baseball. It's tough they're never going to forget. So you got to sacrifice a little bit to get a little bit, and this group is willing to do that. Castillo's a horse, too. He, he goes 100 pitches and easy. You look at his pitch numbers and stuff. He's not afraid to go over 100 pitches. Like today when he needed him, he was willing to take the ball after. No, there's no – he's not coming out. I, I think, I mean um, – I wasn't the manager here during vintage Felix Hernandez days, but that's kind of looking at Felix when he was coming through in his heyday, that's what it reminded me of today. This guy's a dude. He's a number one type starter. Uh, he wants the ball. He can get deep in games. He can do all those different things with the pitches he have, and he's a very good competitor. Okay, so now the Mariners turn their attention to today. Robbie Ray on the hill for the Mariners in game one of the series. Sandoval going for the Angels. Game two tomorrow at 110. Game three also tomorrow at 710. Split doubleheader coming up tomorrow. Then the wrap-up of the series on Sunday. Then the Yankees coming to town Monday through Wednesday. This is going to be a really interesting series for a lot of different reasons. This is the first time these teams have seen each other since the brawl. And the two teams have gone in completely opposite directions. If you turn back the clock, it was June 19th. The Angels had just taken four of five from the Mariners. And at that point, the Mariners were 10 games below 500, 29 and 39. Since that point, the Mariners, 28 and 10, the best record in the American League. The Angels, 11 and 25, the worst record in all of baseball. This is a real opportunity series for the Mariners. The Angels coming off of a dreadful July. They were 6 and 18 in the month. Their offense just disappeared. Of course, they're playing without Mike Trout right now. They batted 199 as a team, worst batting average for a month in team history. They hit 15 home runs for the month. That's it. Aaron Judge hit 13, just for a comparison. Their strikeout rate was through the roof, uh, nearly 29% in the month of July. Just really struggling offensively. And then... The ironies of all ironies, they played the A's yesterday as the Mariners were off. They hit seven home runs in the game to account for seven runs, and they lose eight to seven. It's been that kind of stretch for the Angels. Otani pitched two days ago, so the Mariners will miss Otani pitching. He did hit two home runs yesterday, so the M's will have to deal with that. But this is a real opportunity for the Mariners right now, the second wild card behind the Blue Jays, and in front of Tampa Bay. A lot of teams clustered right behind uh, Tampa Bay. Baltimore, two back of Tampa Bay. Cleveland, two back as well. The White Sox, three back. And right now the Mariners half game ahead of Tampa and still trying to track down Toronto. So, ended up being a really good trip, three and four. You would take that against the Astros and Yankees. Now 
uh, with 11 games left against the Angels, nine games left against the A's, seven against the Tigers, six against the Rangers, three against Kansas City. Uh, schedule starts to flip for the Mariners finally. Uh, baseball Reference had the Mariners with the third hardest schedule up until this point. So, chance for the Mariners to take advantage 57 and 49 on the season. We'll see what happens this weekend against the Angels. Should be very, very interesting. Now, speaking of Castillo on the mound, Aaron Goldsmith had a chance to catch up with Ken Rosenthal. Really interesting perspective, not only about the trade, but I think, at least I'm always interested in what the trade deadline is like for someone like Ken Rosenthal. So they'll dive into that as well. Well, Kenny, what a haul the Reds got for Luis Castillo. Jerry Depoto has developed the best farm system in baseball. He has used it as currency. What are your thoughts on the trade of Luis Castillo coming to Seattle? I loved it both ways. I really love it for Seattle because I'm a huge fan of Castillo. I covered the game he threw in Yankee Stadium about two or three weeks ago. He was brilliant that night. He relished the stage. Mm. He was unafraid, and he's got the stuff to go with all of that intangible quality. So I love him, and I think he's going to make a huge difference for them. He's an ace. Now, with what they gave up, yes, they gave up a lot, but they are in a unique position. They haven't been to the playoffs in a little bit. So (laughs) from Jared Depoto's perspective, it's time for him to win. Mm -hmm. It's time for the franchise to win, and I liked it from both perspectives. This time of year for you is um, crazy. It's uh, tiring. You, how many cell phones do you have on you right now? Or a ba- how many backup batteries do we have, Ken? I only have one cell phone. I only have one charger. Maybe I'm missing the, the beat there. <laughs> but it is all the things you said, Aaron. It's, it's tiring and it's exhausting. It's also electric. Mm. When things are happening, it's pretty wild. And what I really enjoy is writing about it all and, and kind of analyzing it. The Twitter thing is what it is. You win some, you lose some, you get beat by two minutes, you win by two minutes. I'm not sure it's all worth the effort we put into it. But at the same time, fans love it. Mm -hmm. And they love the action. Players love it, too, to some extent, unless they're involved. And frankly, if they had two trade deadlines, it might be good for the sport, right? Mm -hmm. Do do as much as you could. So it's part of what makes the industry great. And I'm honored to be even playing a small role. Do you and Passon have a some type of digital scoreboard that you keep up between the two of you? Who who gets it first? I mean, I I trust you're ahead on this, Kenny. Maybe ahead lifetime. I don't know <laughs> if I'm ahead lately. <laughs> Jeff's really good. He's not the only one. A lot yeah, of people sure. who are really good. And what I've come to question in recent years is the value of that versus the value of a really good story. Mm. Because maybe I can do that and no one else can do that. If Jeff or anyone else breaks a story. I can probably confirm it pretty quickly. So I get it, and I've done this a long time, and a lot of people know me for it, so I respect it. But at the same time, to me, I always tell young people this, it is not everything. Ken, that's a really interesting point you bring up, because in this Twitter world, I mean, this is why The Athletic was born, right? And this is why you are the face and the, the scribe for baseball for The Athletic is to bring this long form of baseball writing back into vogue. And my goodness, has The Athletic ever soared? And you were a part of the very beginning of their baseball coverage, of course, and their flagship writer. What is it about writing about this game that you love so much? Well, I enjoy, Aaron, really the people more than anything. And it's scouts, it's players, it's GMs, front office types, agents, executives of all kinds, owners, all these different people from all over the world associated with baseball. And I enjoy 
telling stories about these different people. And what I meant by the writing, long form is part of it, mm -hmm. but there are also stories you can write that tell people something they did not know that is not an MLBTradeRumors.com kind of exclusive. I'll give you an example. Right after the All-Star Game, I found out that Edwin Diaz was responsible for getting David Bednar into that game. Diaz with the Mets, Bednar with the Pirates, and it looked like Bednar wasn't going to pitch, and Diaz basically told the staff, the Atlanta Braves staff, hey, he's got to pitch. It was a great story. It was a lot of fun to work on. No one else had that. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a win. Mm -hmm. Now, again, it's not a Twitter win, but it's a win. And, and there are other stories like that you can point to. So all of these things go into what we do. Twitter is important. Those kinds of stories are important. Long form is important. Even television is important. <laughs> Finally, Ken, you've got a, some well-earned vacation coming up after the deadline. Field of Dreams game is coming up for Fox and then you're going to recharge the batteries a little bit for October. What is it like writing about baseball in October when you have one series after another, game after game, the travel between the two cities, late nights, early mornings? Can you walk us through that process? That's a hard time of year. Now, this is the hardest time of year in some ways in the winter meetings because of the intensity of it. But in terms of sheer volume of what you have to do, being on television during a broadcast, even though I may not be on all that much, i got to be on as far as being ready. Right. And then to write about it after the game, I love to do it. That's why I do it. I probably wouldn't have to do it every night if I didn't. If somebody told me you can take a night off. But I love it. Tom Verducci is exactly the same way. He writes every single night. He's one of my heroes in the business, of course. But that's, for us, what we do. And that's the essence of it, even more than being on TV. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't write after a postseason game, I'd feel kind of empty. Mm. And that's why I do it, even though it means like no sleep. It's just insane, but it's the most fun time of year, too. It's what it's all about. Kenny, you're truly one of the very best to ever do it, and we can't wait to have you in Seattle this October. I can't wait to be there. <laughs> it was great to see Jared Kelnick hitting the home run in the final game against the Yankees. Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with the Mariners outfielder. Jared, great to catch up with you, and I know it's been a little bit of a whirlwind getting back, but just kind of wrap up the last 24 hours and, and where you're at right now. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's kind of been just a lot of crazy stuff going nonstop. Uh, when I got called back up, I was taken before the game started and then had a 6 a.m. flight, had to get up at 4, flew right to Houston, and then stretched and went right in the game. So it's been been just non-stop go are you a plane sleeper yeah i try to be i mean you have to when you have to when you get like two three hours of sleep but you do with what you deal with what you can all right well hopefully you got a good night last night now you're in the stadium right here uh probably one of the most fun places to play in baseball i, I want to just kind of hear i mean we have been following what you've been doing on paper where are you right now and, and where you want to be with your baseball uh right where I want to be um you know I kind of just got all the voices out of my head and focused on myself and got myself the, the way I want to be and the way I play the game and I let the results just kind of take care of itself and you know I had fun doing it and had fun with the guys down there and here I am what's the first step what do you try and clear all that out uh you just you take ownership that it's you and nobody else uh and you don't rely on anyone else because I feel like anytime you go through a funk, you know, at the end of the day, you're the only one that can get out of it. And if you just navigate through, navigate through it with or by yourself, I think that's how you establish confidence in what you do. 
Where does your confidence come from? Myself. Uh, and just kind of like the situations that the situation that I was in and um, you know I reminded myself the type of baseball player I am and that, that was what gave me confidence. How has that translated to what we've been seeing in the numbers? We definitely have seen the power numbers. We've seen some good streaks from you. What are you at the plate right now? Uh, like confident. I know what I'm know what I'm looking for. Um, you know I have confidence in my eyes. Trust trust in them that you know they're going to shut it down on pitches so I don't chase. Um, but you know for me it's just staying on the fastball and you know staying in the middle part of the field and that's what's going to allow me to adjust to the rest. What have you learned about that? I mean, you got down, you got to thinking about that, and how did that kind of translate into who you who you are and how that works for you? Uh, I think it really just trans- it started like just in batting practice and doing things in the cage. Um, you know, that was something that you know really took off for me. It's in the cage, really understanding what I'm looking for and not swinging until I get it, and so that when I go into the game, it's no different. You talked about kind of recognizing pitches right now. What have you been able to see? At Tacoma? Oh, I mean, they're obviously throwing a lot of off speed down in AAA, and um, it's allowing me to, you know, take the ones that are the, you know, the pitches below the strike zone. I think early on I was swinging a ton at those, and um, when I was down recently, I've been I've been laying off a lot of pitches below the strike zone, working a lot of walks, and and getting pitches up in the strike zone that I hammer. What does it mean if we're seeing you take walks? That means that you're, you're seeing. And then I'm seeing I'm seeing the ball, and that um, you know I got a plan. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to be the hero every at bat. How much have you paid attention to what's been going on up here? You know, I'll be honest. Like I, I really just tried to be where I'm at, um, and I, like, I was down in Tacoma, and I was trying to help those guys win ball games. That was like where I was. Well, how fun is it then to come up and be able to help something very big, right? Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to be here and excited to take what I've done in AAA and help this team now win. You know. One of the things you said is you're not taking batting practice on the field right now. And I, I think hopefully people understand now that that is not the be-all out there on the field. The big work gets done in the cages. Yeah, you know, I, I think that sometimes when I'm out on the field, uh, I get away from my plan trying to hit the ball further and harder. And like that's not what I want to try to do. I want to be able to have adjustability and have good, you know, bat-to-barrel contact. And in the cage... You can only hit it as far as the cage will let you, so you don't have to think about trying to hit the ball super hard. Just focus on getting your work in and getting out. Interesting. You know, you kind of said something like that in spring training. You don't. You need to take it a step back. You don't yeah. want to do too much. Yeah, yeah, and I think sometimes you can lose your approach when you come out onto the field. Perfect. What's it going to be like to run out in this field tonight? It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, last year we played here. We had a good series here as a team last year, so they're a good ball team, obviously the best team in baseball, so... We're going to come in and we're going to play our game and I'm sure the rest will take care of itself, kind of like everything else. It's going to be fun to watch, Jared. Thank you. All right, thank you.